<laughs> That's quite all right. Well, we're on our way this morning, aren't we? We're on our way Amen. to that city. And I'm so thankful for it. It's just been a wonderful camp meeting. My faith has been increased and God has increased my faith. And every once in a while, you need your faith increased. <clears throat> I was a little bit like Sister Peggy said last night. I was thinking, well, there's so many missing this year. And those we've depended on for so many years and ones that are here that are, we've depended on that <clears throat> their health has failed. We can't depend on them like we used to. But do you know God has increased my faith and we need our faith increased. And um, he will sustain us. And um, I'm so thankful for his wonderful blessings. As Brother Robert said, he daily loadeth us with benefits. I am um, gonna read a few verses this morning out of the book of Judges. The Apostle Paul, when he wrote in that 11th chapter of Hebrews and he said time would fail me time just he just couldn't tell it all he started there talking about Abel that offered that sacrifice and he went on to Abraham to Moses and to all those and he got and he got to the end and he said oh but time would just fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and David also and of the prophets and who through faith and they subdued kingdoms and wrought righteousness and quenched the violence of fire and escaped the edge of the sword and out of weakness were made strong and today I'm going to read a little bit about Samson who was a man that God well raised up he just raised him up and as uh, his um mother and his uh, we don't even know her name she she just goes by her she was the wife of Manoah and that's all we know about his mother they were in bondage under the Philistines God had delivered them into their hand and they were living a life that sounded like just pretty drudgery life they worked every day in the fields and this man and his wife they didn't have any children his wife was barren didn't have any children and one day and there was a certain man of Zorah of the family of the Danites whose name was Manoah and his wife was barren and bare not. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold now, thou art barren and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. And therefore beware, now therefore beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine nor strong drink and eat not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son and no razor shall come upon his head for the child shall be a Nazarite from God unto God from the womb and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. And God used this barren woman as he did in many cases, as he did with Sarah, as he did with he raised up, as he did with Hannah, and raised up Sarah, as with, John, as with Elizabeth and John the Baptist. These children were special children that God raised up. And he used this in this, this woman that was his servant. Well, she had, there were conditions. There were conditions to this. And she, she, oh, she went and told her husband about it. This angel had come and, and she, and, uh, I, in the interest of time, I'm not going to read this, but she said his countenance was <clears throat> was like an angel of God. And I asked him not whence he was, and he didn't tell me his name, and but he told me all these things. Yeah. Verse 7, repeated. Mm-hmm. 
Thou shalt bear a son, now drink, no wine nor strong drink, neither in any unclean thing, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. And her husband entreated the Lord and said, oh, let the angel come back. Let him come back. He came back. She ran and got her husband. And Manoah rose and went after his wife and came to the man and said unto him, Art thou the man that spakest unto the woman? And he said, I am. And Manoah said, Now let thy words come to pass. How shall we order the child? And how shall we do unto him? How are we going to raise him? What are we going to do with him when he's born? And how are we going to take care of him? And the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, Of all that I said unto the woman, let her beware. This is the third time. She may not eat of anything that cometh of the vine, neither let her drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing. All that I commanded her, let her observe. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, let's stay a while. He made him a meal, he fixed a kid, he did wondrously. The angel did wondrously. He ascended up in the fire. They knew it was God. They knew God had, this was an angel of the Lord from, that had appeared unto them. And she kept her vow, apparently. She kept her vow. But I want to read to you a few verses about the vow of... Now, you know, Solomon wrote in the Ecclesiastes, When thou vowest a vow to God, defer not to pay it. For God hath no pleasure in fools. And better is it that thou shouldest not vow than to vow and not pay. And when we, when, when we come to God, God has, we make vows to him. We make promises to God. And God has given us amazing strength. Amen. Just think what all he's given us. When I look around behind me and I think what a blessed people we are, that we know the way to heaven and we have brothers and sisters and we have each other and we have a wonderful heritage and we've had those that have showed us the way, that have delivered the gospel to us. We obeyed it from the heart, the form of doctrine that was delivered to us, the pure truth, the truth of God's word. It's so wonderful. It's, and you know, I guess, let me, let me go ahead and read this, these words. These are the vows of the Nazarite. And he shall, when either a man or woman shall separate themselves to vow a vow of a Nazarite to separate themselves into the Lord, he shall separate himself from wine and strong drink. He shall drink no vinegar of wine or vinegar of strong drink. Neither shall he drink any liquor of grapes nor eat moist grapes or dried. All the days of his separation shall he eat nothing that is made of the vine tree from the kernels even to the husk. All the days of the vow of his separation, there shall no razor come upon his head until the days be fulfilled in which he separateth himself to the Lord. He shall be holy and shall let the locks of his hair of his head grow. This, was, this was the vow of the Nazarite. And That's this right. was what? And I appreciate Brother Sam's remarks right before me. You will be a peculiar people. You'll be a separate people. You'll be a separate people unto me. And, and the... Uh, the uh, scripture there in uh, Thessalonians, I think, <clears throat> you're a chosen generation, you're a royal priesthood, you're a holy nation, 
You're a peculiar people to show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God. And brothers and sisters, we have so much to be thankful for, so much that God has given us. Why do we want to take these wonderful treasures and compromise them to the ways of the world? If God has made us a peculiar people, if he has made us a people that are, that are is chosen to him and to himself, why do we want to be like everybody else? These things have been left us that give our holiness people, our sanctified people, and their identity as sanctified people and as a holiness church. There are things that give us our own identity that make us this group, this sanctified band. And I, and I think we should hold on to it and treasure it. And when these instructions were specific, not only do you not drink wine or strong drink or vinegar or you don't eat grapes. And you don't know what could be wrong with eating grapes. It's just God made grapes, you know? That was the instructions. That was what God had given them. Don't even eat dried grapes. Don't eat moist grapes. You just don't do it. And God has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And Paul wrote there to, to, in Timothy, and I think Gary might have read this the other night, but he's told, instructed that young minister to be thou an example to the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in faith, in spirit, in purity. Until I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. Amen and to neglect not the gift that is in thee. And I just, today, I am so thankful for it. I want us to preserve what God has given us, not sell out to the devil because you'll see what happened as in the case of Samson here that I want to read a few verses about. He was sent, he judged Israel 20 years. He was sent as to be a deliverer of the Philistines and Samson didn't get along very well with the Philistines. They didn't like him for various reasons and, uh, and um, they wanted to put him to death. They wanted to kill, they wanted to get Samson. In fact, even some of his own people came to bind Samson because he had made the Philistines so angry with them that they said, you're, you know, you're crazy, you're gonna make it harder on us. And they tried to bind Samson and Samson with his strength just broke loose. Well, nothing they could do with him. I mean, you know, Zion soldiers stand firmly in the fight, and there is not much you can do with the power of God. <clears throat> but, and you all know the story, and at one, at one point they laid wait outside the gate for him. They were going to get him, so Samson just walks away with the gate. Jump on him. <clears throat> but he had a weakness for women. And he loved a woman. Um, that he, it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. And the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and said unto her, Entice him, and see wherein his great strength lieth. They knew he had this supernatural strength. They just didn't know the secret of his strength. And you know what the secret of his strength was? That he kept the vows. Amen. Yeah. 
Entice him where in his great strength lieth, and by what means we may prevail against him, that we may bind him to afflict him, and we will give thee, every one of us, 1,100 pieces of silver. She was being paid. Now, I don't know if every one of them were giving her 1,100 pieces, but that's sort of what it sounds like. And I suspect that was a substantial amount of money. Delilah was going to make a big profit. It's the root of all evil. And Delilah, and this was an offer she, she, and she didn't love him anyway. It was an offer she couldn't resist. <clears throat> the thing about it has amazed me is that Samson knew exactly what she yeah, was doing. Right. He knew it all the time. She told him. And Delilah, and do we not know the enemy today? It, we are not ignorant of his devices. And Delilah said to Samson, tell me, I pray thee, wherein thy great strength lieth, and wherewith thou mightest be bound to afflict thee. She just said, tell me. And Samson said unto her, if they bind me with seven green whiffs that were never dried, then I shall be weak and be as another man. And the lords of the Philistines brought him up to her seven green wits which had not been dried, and she bound him with them. Now there were men lying in wait, abiding with her in the chamber. She brought him right in their bedroom. And she said unto him, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he broke the wits as a thread of toe is broken when it toucheth the fire, so his strength was not known. And Delilah said unto Samson, Behold, thou hast mocked me. Do you see how the devil turns it around? Yeah. Can he just turn everything around? What she was doing. She's exactly what she was doing. Thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Well, was some truth to that. Now tell me, I pray thee, wherewith thou mightest be bound? And he said unto her, If they bind me fast with the new ropes that were never occupied, then I shall be weak and be as another man. Delilah therefore took new ropes and bound him therewith and said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And there were liars in wait abiding in the chamber, and he brake them from off his arms like a thread. And Delilah said unto Samson, Hitherto thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Tell me wherewith thou mightest be bound. And he said unto her, If thou weavest seven locks of my head with the web. And she fastened it with the pen and said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awaked out of his sleep and went away with the pen of the beam and with the web. I don't really know what all that is. Web and pin of a beam and all that, but I know she took his hair and wove it, and instead of that grabbing him, he just walked away with all of it. You couldn't do anything with him. Amazing power, amazing strength. We have power today over death, hell, sin, and the grave. We have victory that is in Christ Jesus. We do not want to compromise that wonderful, wonderful strength that God has given us, but to go forward in his power and in his might. And she said unto him, How canst thou say I love thee when thy heart is not with me? Thou hast mocked me these three times and hast not told me wherein thy great strength lieth. And it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death. She just kept on and on and on and on. 
<clears throat> that he told her all his heart. Oh, what a mistake. How sad. He told her all his heart and said unto her, There hath not come a razor upon mine head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. He told her. He knew he told her. But you know what? He still didn't believe it was really going to happen. Do you know people don't believe it can really happen to them? They don't believe the devil can really take them? Play with their own soul. And I think of this not, uh, not only individually, as Satan tries to destroy us, our families, our church, everything right. that he's out he to would. get, that he does, he that we, we think it's really not going to happen. Even though he told her, listen to what happened to him. Satan would destroy our church. And Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart. She sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up this once. Apparently, they had just quit trying. She said, You know, come on back. Got him now. For he has showed me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up into her and brought money in their hand. Oh, man, she had it then. She got paid. They brought the money. And she made him sleep upon her knees. Sleep's not always a good thing. We need a lot, a little more than we get here at camp meeting. But we don't need to sleep in our spiritual life. A little sleep and slumber and folding of the hands to sleep. And so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth. And thy one is an armed man. It's been quoted this week. Awake to righteousness. Now, what was it, Sister Claire? Said, awake out of sleep. And it's time to awake to righteousness and sin not. Amen. And, and Samson, and he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before. He thought he was going to pull it off again and shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him, but the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza. And he bound him with fetters of brass and he did grind in the prison house. Oh, what a horrible fate. I don't know exactly how it was, but I, I know I've seen an artist rendering of this picture of Samson, and he, or, or a picture, I haven't seen the artwork, I've seen a picture of it, but it, it had it like, almost like he was an animal. He was blind, he couldn't see, and they had him hooked up to grinding, like walking in circles all day long, grinding, grinding, grinding. Oh, just torture. Just a horrible, horrible, the worst job. Just treating him like he was a horse. That's the way they did him. It was horrible, horrible fate for this great deliverer. When he allowed this woman to trick him and, and let go his secret and broke his vow. And the lords of the Philistines, howbeit the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven. There was redemption for Samson in a sense. In a way, and I won't be too long going through this, but they decided they were going to make fun of him. See, he was there. He had tormented the Philistines. They didn't like him. And now that they had him, and they thought, and they got him through bribing that woman, Delilah, they were able to get him, and they were going to take him out, and they were having this big party, and they were going to make fun of Samson. He was going to make sport. For them, they were going to, he no doubt he was blind, he was staggering, and they could laugh at him and make fun of him. 
and they brought him out and had that little and sand forgot that his hair had grown out you see it had come back to him that it had all, he had he got it was in keeping that vow and that hair had grown out again and Samson they didn't think about that Samson comes out and just he just says, I just tell that, just lad, just let me get against these two pillars of this building and I will be avenged for my two eyes. And, and Samson called, um, called unto the Lord and said, O oh Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once, O oh God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood and on which it was borne up, of the one on the right hand and the other on the left. And Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might and the house fell upon the Lord's and upon all the people that were therein. So the dead which he slew at his death were more than they which he slew in his life. And they took him, brought him down and buried him. And he judged Israel 20 years. Brothers and sisters, we let us take these scriptures for what they are for us. Things that were written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Amen. And let's go forward in the strength and power that God has given us, the power to say no to the devil. You know, some people don't know exactly what power is. Some people think power is singing and shouting. It's, that's part of it. It's, I mean, that's, it, that is a dis, in, what, in a way of display of our victory. Power is is victory in our life over sin. That is the power when Jesus told his disciples, ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I feel encouraged today to go forward and to and thankful and I love you all and I ask you to pray for me.